now it's time for the rumble. They're showing the crowd. I don't know if I would say everyone is Looks ugly. like Crush. <laughs> <laughs> everyone has goatees. There's a lot of pastel colors. Or that weird ponytailed man with the, the, the bald skull, head. Yeah. The skullet man. Poofy the other thing about it, I don't know why, but there's a guy with like a Grant Hill jersey on. I always associate the 90s, especially this like mid to late 90s, with like the Charlotte Hornets colors. Like there's a lot of teal, a lot of turquoise. <laughs> I don't know why, but we just seem to be kind of obsessed with that. And probably like bright reds. Like, I don't know. Well, Interesting. Like charcoal colors all around. <laughs> so we got the Rumble match. This is why we're doing this episode. This is what we came for. This is my favorite gimmick in professional wrestling. I think it's yours as well. No, I really like the Royal Rumbles, especially this, the way we watch or, them. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, this or Money in the Bank. That's probably. also fun. I like to play Money in the Bank. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a. We'll do an episode. We'll, we're going to have to do an episode on a few of the different wrestling games. Or, or I, episodes, probably. I Add those imagine. to the list. Like, No Mercy, we have to do an episode yes, on No Mercy. that's a classic. Rules of the Royal Rumble. Uh, so Fink, in the ring, gives the rules to the Royal Rumble. I think you might have already done it, Rach. Uh, we, so I don't... We did talk about it, yes. So I don't think we have to do it again. And there's a little bit of pyro for the Rumble. Uh, <laughs> some, some different uh, fireworks <laughs> go off. How do you feel about the fireworks going off before the Royal Rumble? I kind of like it, because it's like it's almost like... It's getting uh, yeah, hyped up for it. Yeah, it's like it's Christmas morning for wrestling fans. <laughs> We're ready for the rumble. And number one is Crush. So we hear, we are the nation of a domination. domination. <laughs> and out comes Crush. They say the likelihood of making it all the way from number one isn't good. And only Shawn Michaels has done it. And Vince says, well, it has been done before. So Vince <laughs> with patented the insight there. Right. Number yeah. two is Ahmed. So Ahmed Johnson comes back out. Vince has an orgasm because he loves Ahmed Johnson. <laughs> oh, it's Ahmed Johnson. Oh, my God. Here he comes. And the crowd does not care this time. They do not pop for him this time like they did in the match versus Farouk. But it's probably because it's the second time they've seen him. I always Yeah, feel like... like, okay, well, I already saw him today, so. Right. And when you're in a live crowd, and I think a lot of live crowds, especially with wrestling, they just want to see the person. Like, that's the biggest thing. Like, they just want to see him. They don't ne necessarily need them to do the whole gimmick and kitten caboodle they just want to have that person there does that make sense no i think it does i think it's that excitement of your person coming out too when it's like the person you were excited for yeah is coming out yeah. well then the second time they come out it's like okay yeah they're yeah, here they i know out. that yeah <laughs> i know that now so ahmed walks to the ring because he can't go any faster than that but he slips in there's a sign in the crowd, speaking of crowds that say WWF on them, that says WWF, Wild Wacky Fun. <laughs> okay, that's a plant. <laughs> that's a plant. Nobody would write that on their poster I've, knowingly. That, that's Vince McMahon's, you know, that's like, no, we're, we're, we're good family entertainment. We're <laughs> Wild Wacky Fun. That's what we WWF. <laughs> wild Wacky Fun. WWF. Wild Wacky Fun. You know what? We're, you know what? We, we're going to change that to wild, wacky entertainment. 
WWE. I like that. How about that? How about that? Yeah. How about that? <laughs> I, I, I was embarrassed. Like, I, we talk about how wacky and, and silly everything that we like is, but you don't want to. You don't want to say that. Like, no, you I just come, let it be. I don't. You come let it be. Wrestling. I want to see people pretend to fight each other. I don't want wild and wacky fun. Oh, hey, hey. And I'm, they're, they're not clowns. They're wrestlers. Well, they are clowns. Some of them are, but that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're all, they're carnies. That's pretty close to being a clown. You constantly calling them carnies makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Why is that, Rachel? I don't know. I don't like carnivals. So then it's like, you call this a carny show, and I'm just like, but... <laughs> Well, but I don't like all carnivals. Right. <laughs> Go all right. Well, we can point to if if you skipped our mini episode on like what wrestling is because this this was our first wrestling show. Go back to the mini episode to listen to the history of wrestling and wrestling terminology because it was a it started out at carnivals. It's fine. That's why fine. It, I'm just saying it's called a carny show. And carnies are kings among men, Rachel. So anyway. Ahmed uh, and Crusher beating each other up. Ahmed starts ultimate warrioring up on the ropes. Did you catch that? I was like, come on, Ahmed. You're not ultimate warrior. He's like shaking the ropes. Like he's oh, trying to yeah. hulk up like ultimate warrior. And yeah. he hammers Crush with a clothesline. They start rolling around into the ropes and punching. So they're just on the ground rolling around with each other at this point. Clarence Mason shouts at the announcers. King says to him... Do you need a sidebar, Clarence? And JR goes, he should be at a salad bar. Want to have a sidebar, Clarence? Yeah, he ought to have a salad bar to leave. <laughs> oh my god. I don't, I don't know what that means, but I thought it was funny. A sidebar? You should be at a salad bar. What the hell? Crush is trying to get Ahmed over the top, but he can't because as Vince puts it, he's so thick, like we've talked about, but this is where Vince is like, oh, he's so thick that Ahmed Johnson... <laughs> He used thick before thick was a thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was thick before <laughs> thick. Number three is the fake Razor Ramon. So I, I guess we have to explain this story. Yeah, I think that's going to have to be explained because I don't understand. <laughs> okay, so the fake Razor Ramon, he's the fake Razor Ramon because Razor Ramon is Scott Hall. Scott Hall played Razor Ramon, the bad guy. I'm the bad guy. Okay. For a while in WWF. And him and Kevin Nash, who were Diesel, left WWF to go to WCW. Left and used their real names in WCW. But in WWF, Vince still had copyrights over the names Diesel and mm. Razor Ramon. Gotcha. And because Vince McMahon is a petty, petty man, he decided to just, well, we're just going to use the gimmicks. <laughs> there are, they're my gimmicks. We get guys that look like Diesel and Razor Ramon, then the fans, because by the way, Vince also thinks that all the fans are very stupid and they're marks and they're going to really believe that that Razor Ramon isn't really Scott Hall, that this is just... See, the fans don't really watch WCW. They don't know that he's over there. So we'll just put another guy in his outfit. So oh, they put this God. guy in the Razor outfit and they put a guy in the Diesel outfit, which we'll talk about later. Right. And they just made a fake Razor Ramon. It's so silly that's so yeah. silly it's horrible do they make him like a bad like a worse character than it used to be too like was is he trying to make fun of them at this point i don't know because i feel like that's a petty thing that mcmahon yeah. would do is be like I, I want you to be a clown now 
dance for me, clown, because <laughs> that one left me, and now I think I'm going to be mean about it. I wouldn't be surprised. I wasn't watching at the time. I, I started watching it the at the next Rumble, so I don't know. Sure. But... I wouldn't be surprised. F- folks, let us know what the story, the whole story of the fake Razor Ramon and fake Diesel are, because they go away pretty soon after. The- I don't know if they're seen much after the- this rumble. Okay. They-, they were there for a few months because they were trying to do like a heel JR to like it was it was really dumb. So anyway, Vince says they're having trouble with the clock. Because there was no countdown. The Rumble always has a countdown clock when yeah. it gets to 10 seconds. And then the I crowd counts that. down. <laughs> there, was no, there was no clock. Fake Razor just shows up. And Vince says, well, I guess, it's, you know, it's like the NFL. There's, a, there's an unofficial time and there's an official time. Maybe, so maybe Fake Razor wasn't even supposed to be in the Rumble. <laughs> so he's trying to cover Vince's for their te- technical problems. Which, of course, they're having some technical problems because th- this is a period of time where WWF is, you know, we're... A little older. We're, we're still big time. We're still... We're, look, we, we we sold out this gigantic arena. We had fireworks inside. No, that so sounds anyway, like something anybody would do. Carnies would do that. So that's fine. Yeah, that's what I'm telling. Uh, uh, Ahmed <laughs> throws out fake razor pretty easily. So oh, yeah. we're back to one-on-one. King says this is where he brings up Ahmed's... Uh, speed. He says he has Speedo briefs on, Speedo trunks. And I didn't understand Vince's reply here because he says, Ahmed doesn't care about trunks. He came here to win the Rumble. What? What? Like, (laughs) sometimes Vince, I think Vince has an idea of what he wants the response to be. But he doesn't know what, how he wants to say it. I don't know. Nowadays. No, I get it. Yeah. I know what he wants it to say, but it just doesn't come across like clever. I it's think just... that's his biggest problem. Yeah, like King and Jr. are way more clever with their about words. It. Yeah. yeah, and Vince is a great performer. We'll get into it eventually in, in future oh episodes God. of That'll how great Vince McMahon is. He's the world's greatest. He's not the world's greatest heel, but he is wrestling's best villain ever. Consistent and... heel. <laughs> so he knows like what he he knows what he wants is is part of it. And the other part of it is, like, it's notorious now to hear anybody that's ever announced for WWE will say, like, he shouts in your ears the entire time because he wants things like a specific way and he wants specific words used and all that shit. So it it makes it even more difficult. Ahmed, like a fucking idiot, (laughs) hops over the top rope and eliminates himself. Yeah. The reason he does this is because Farouk came out into the aisleway and I guess Ahmed Johnson just lets his emotions overcome him? Apparently. Yeah, that was dumb. It's the stupidest it's, thing. It's really dumb. So Farouk's just standing there like, all right, this, this <laughs> like, is fine. Yeah, like he got away. Like, of co- that's of course what Farouk wanted to, him to do, and he did it. I never like when they do things like that because it always makes, especially because baby faces do it a lot, they think it, it keeps their character strong. But it just makes them look stupid. Yeah, I don't understand how that makes them strong at all. Like you're, you weren't strong enough to like hold your emotions away, like and do what or you go need out to under do. The bottom rope. Yeah, or like think about your actions. No, you're not strong. You're just dumb. And I don't think baby faces are supposed to be dumb. No, they shouldn't be dumb. But for some reason, they always make baby faces dumb. Especially WWE. They have a real problem with that. Like and I understand that's... the trope of. 
the heel or the bad guy being a genius or an evil, like, smart sure. person. But why does that make the good guy dumb? I, yeah. I don't know. It's just... I think that's well, stupid. and it, and sometimes I think it's like, oh, they're naive or something. Like they can, you should have different types of baby faces. There different should be some types, that are naive, different personalities. You should, yes, you should have some that are that outsmart the villains. Right, I, Stone Cold does that a lot when he becomes a face. Yeah, like you should have those type of characters. But it makes more sense that way, instead of all of a sudden I'm a nice guy, so I'm like, hello. <laughs> Like, what happened? Number four comes in. Number four is Phineas I. Godwin. Pig. Okay. And he has fake music because the real song, uh, I guess they don't have the copyright for it. Okay. The real song is Hillbilly Jim's music. The crowd is reacting to the music. Like, they're, like, clapping along and stuff. Yeah. So it makes it even dumber that you can't hear the music on the cock because... Oh, so it's Peacock's fault that we can't hear the music. Well, and the network. Like, WWE wouldn't okay. pay for the, the copyright. Okay. Bing, oh, bing, yeah. Bing. This would be so much better. <laughs> uh... Don't go mess with a country boy, country boy, country boy. Yeah, great song. No, it's a great good song. Great song. Yeah. It's a shame that they, they, can't, come, that they can't have no, it on the network. It is kind of sad. If you don't know what it is, just look up Hillbilly Jim's entrance theme. Don't go mess with a country boy. It's a fantastic little country doodad song. You'll be clapping along. So we get 90 glorious seconds here of Pig versus Crush, which <laughs> I'm sure everyone enjoyed. Hillbilly Jim's on the outside. He's trying to get the crowd into it. Pig has Crush in the ropes. Crush fights back, and then they roll around on the mat again. So you got the pig farmer rolling around on the mat with the Hawaiian guy that's part of the black guy's stable. Perfect. He should hog tie him. That could be kind of funny. You know, like, like if that's if his whole thing is that he's pig, you know, hog tie your opponent. Yeah, no, I got it. When we start booking a wrestling show, <laughs> folks at home, if you need Shelf Life to become promoters for your independent wrestling show, let us know. We could probably. It could be fun. I'd enjoy that. We could go to those. Ooh. <laughs> there was one at the Big... I told you that. When we went to the Bigfoot Festival, there was like an independent uh Of course there place. was. Yeah, they had a whole thing built and everything. We watched for a while. I was doing the chants and I'm getting the crowd wild. It was kind of hilarious. <laughs> and then like... Because I was like, I know chants. And I wasn't the only one. So it was funny. Could you figure out who the face and heel were? Like, oh, were absolutely. Were you making sure that you were playing into oh, it correctly? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. And then, so they were doing their job. Oh, yeah. It was okay. good. It was fun. But, like, we, we didn't stay the whole time, or we no, could have seen... Probably, like, this woman's a plant. She, like, knows... <laughs> no too much. No, but we didn't stay long enough that the last match was supposed to be a wrestler against Bigfoot. So it was going to oh, be something silly. Oh, that would have been but, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that would have been But that good. was going to be, like, an hour and a half later. So it was like, no, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I'm sorry. I mean, the main event, uh, if you're going to have a main event, have it be against Bigfoot, Bigfoot, I suppose. yeah. Number five is Stone Cold Steve Austin. That glass breaks. Dun, and... dun, 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 dun. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. That's, that sounds awful. I'm not cutting that. <laughs> no, I, the, I just... the, the glass breaks and... Mm. Here we fucking go. Absolutely. The, 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 the wild, wacky fun is fucking over. We are... <laughs> This is serious shit now. 
because the man has arrived. He is the greatest wrestler ever. Stone Cold Steve Austin. He is so into it, and I love it. He looks so serious. He is ready. Yes. He is no bullshit. He's strutting down this aisle like he is ready to kick some ass. And the crowd doesn't give a a good reaction, and I think that's probably the most shocking part to people. Which was weird to me, but at the same time... He's a bad guy. Right. He's a heel. But I also yell for heels, so... There still are Austin 316 signs, though, in the crowd. There are still 316 signs. Austin has a hard time getting his vest off before he gets into the ring. (laughs) Understandable, you know. They all have big muscles. Yeah, you know. He slips in under the bottom rope. Phineas starts to take him on. You know, we didn't mention is that there's the red, white, and blue ropes. So we're still in that era with the red, white, and blue ropes. Yeah. So old classic wrestling. If you watch wrestling nowadays or you turn it on, You'll see they usually go monochromatic. So it's usually their blue ropes for SmackDown or red ropes for Raw. NXT used to have black ropes. Or mm-hmm. I'm sorry, the NXT used to have yellow ropes. AEW has black ropes. And they usually are all three the same color. But back in the day, WWE and a lot of other wrestling promotions too would have red, white, and blue ropes. Is it just because it's like the American pastime? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. Nothing's more Americana. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's what I was uh, calling back to. So Phineas starts beating up on Austin, throws him into the buckle. He clotheslines him down. Crush starts hammering on the back of Godwin. Austin sees it, that they're the two of those guys are going at each other, because all three of them, oh no, I guess Phineas is a face. Those two guys are going at it, and Austin just kind of sits back and he says, ah, fine, fight. <laughs> Which is exactly, again, Austin is smarter right. than everyone else. Yep. Crush tries to have Austin go off the second rope to hit Pig with like a a double uh, axe handle. And he misses because Pig gets out of the way and he hits Crush. Right. So Austin's like, eh, what do I care? Like, hit somebody. Godwin throws out Crush at this time. But as uh, Godwin turns around, you get a stone cold stunner and it Boom. is a it's a nice stunner. the crowd pops for that oh one. absolutely because i mean you have to for the stunner you pop it is for such every a good stunner <laughs> I, I love that uh he takes the stunner king starts laughing it's, it's perfect austin because he just waits for his opponent to do something stupid or at right. least forget about him for a second and then he just Take stuns his guard. ass absolutely and then he jaw jacks him the whole time while he's oh on the mat, God. too. And then throws out Godwin. So it's Austin by himself. Number six is Bart Gunn, who at the time, maybe they had broken up by now, but it was Bart Gunn and Billy Gunn. Rachel, you might remember who Billy Gunn I is. I remember you, Billy Gunn. You yes. probably don't remember who Bart Gunn is. Not though. at all. Not at all. Yeah, so Bart Gunn was his tag team partner, and he never we'll get into something that he did in the, in the in future oh, shows but okay he never really made it i mean billy gunn obviously stayed in the business way longer than bart gunn but they were a tag team at one point okay austin reverses an irish whip into gunn but gunn comes back does the famouser to him which is what billy would do as, as his finishing maneuver when he became mr ass man oh i remember that too and <laughs> And Vince says that he drove the facial area of Austin into the mat. 
that's a weird the facial area a weird phrase <laughs> that's a, that's vince though he like needs to add like 10 words to something that doesn't need it the shoved it's, his face or his his face lands into the mat not his facial right. area his facial area okay austin clotheslines gun out after he holds on austin again throws another opponent out yep just clotheslines him right over the top rope. So Austin's again by himself, and this time he starts doing put. He's got this like mean mug on his face, oh, yeah. and he starts doing push-ups in the middle of the oh, ring. Oh my god, taunting, absolute taunting. So he struts around the ring because he's he's just by himself, and he sits up on the turnbuckle and he just waits. He starts like asking for more, and this is the iconic iconic shot <laughs> of Stone Cold Steve Austin. This is perfect. He looks at an imaginary watch <laughs> on his wrist tape. Yep. Because he's waiting for someone to come in. Yeah, he's waiting for his next challenger. He's like, come on, I have an have all day. Let's do this. Give me an actual challenge. He's the greatest. It's fantastic. Uh, we can we can make the debate, is it John Cena? Is it Hogan? Is it is it Rock? In my opinion, this is the beginning of seeing the greatness of Stone Cold Steve Austin. I absolutely agree. Number seven comes out as Austin is waiting on the turnbuckle for him, and it is Jake the Snake Roberts. I love Jake's music. It's really good. And Austin is, like, getting ready. He Oh, Austin. So as Jake is coming down the ring you can see Austin on like the little Titan Tron mm-hmm. and Austin's mocking him by, he gets in the middle of the ring and he pretends to pray because Jake at the time was trying, well, his character was that he was like a reformed, like born again, Christian who was oh, trying to get off drugs okay. because he was trying to get off drugs in real life. So Austin's mocking him and, and Jake versus Austin was the finals of the King of the ring the year before where Austin said Austin three sixteen because again, he was mocking Jake being religious. Okay. Jake looks bloated as hell. He is a... <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, he does. I mean, he's like, getting off drugs, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah, he's got coke bloat, man. He is just bloated to the gills. He's not long for WWF at this point. He's going to be... Uh, on, his, his drug problems continue. This is the point in the match where I know you probably were scared because Austin starts jawjacking him. Jake throws the snake bag in. Oh my God, it's just in the middle of the ring. It's just in the middle of the ring. And I got terrified that they were going to step on the snake. The entire time. I'm like, (laughs) somebody move the snake. Because then you see it moving around in the bag. You see it's like bouncing around. So like there actually is a real snake in that bag. And you guys have almost fallen on it multiple times. Yes. Yeah, I felt, and you can see the referees are trying to figure out, like, how, how, do we how get can it? we get in to get the snake? <laughs> because they get so close. And, like, I know that they're, you know, great. Like, Jake Roberts and Austin, obviously, are two great wrestlers. So sure, they know... so they're really good at, like, aiming. <laughs> yeah. Finally, Kyoto, I think, comes in and grabs the snake the, the entire time snake. that they're in there. It's, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't bring a live animal into a wrestling ring and almost hurt the damn thing. I can't. I can't allow that. I can't allow I, that. We we're not. Uh, we're not. I'm not. I don't care. If I know you don't Peter, care. The, oh, I don't, Jesus. Come to me if they want. <laughs> we are. We're we're a, a safe environment. I trust the 
I mean, WWF does mean World Wildlife Foundation, man. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't believe I've ever heard of that organization. <laughs> but I can guarantee you this: if they were to come after me, <laughs> just change your name. My domain. <laughs> I would win the rights to that name. I'll tell you mm-hmm. that right now. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, I don't think that I've ever said that there is a. World Wrestling Federation, we're the World Wrestling Entertainment. We're the WWE, and we always oh, have been yeah. the okay. WWE. <laughs> sure, <laughs> because we're sports entertainment. I don't, I don't, I don't know where you're getting this notion that we've ever had anything that even resembles the World Wrestling Federation or World Wildlife Foundation. Do you know that the World Wildlife Foundation, they, they had some shady dealings, too, Oh, yeah, they all do. PETA does, too. When you mention PETA, I'm just like, ah, they usually do stupid stuff, too. I Most... always wondered, because WWF can use WWF now, like, they used to have to blur the F, and they couldn't say that. WWF. Right. And now they, like, it makes it so much easier when the network came and, and now on the cock. It was that, probably a number of years. Yeah, it must have been a number it. of years. Because it, it was so annoying to watch any old clips because they would always bleeps or, or silence the F. I hated that. Yeah, and then that was always, or there'd be just a fate, like, we're, we're shading the person's face because they're oh, the victim yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, The that, whole that screen was like would that. be blurred at that point. Yeah, just it like, was just oh, awful. God. So the snake is gone. The crowd wants the DDT. This entire time, Jake has Austin in an arm lock. He's twisted his arm. Austin doing a great job of selling this. Like, he's in pain, and he keeps falling over because he can't Mm -hmm. stay up because Jake's got the arm in. And number eight comes in, and number eight is the British Bulldog. He's bizarre. (laughs) He's going to win because he's bizarre. Bizarre. Well, while British Bulldog's coming in, though, we can see the camera. Luckily, (laughs) catches. Jake the snake going over the top rope. Yes, Austin dumps the snake, man. And did you also catch as Bulldog's coming down the aisle, Austin takes the ba- the snake bag and he and he throws it at Jake. Oh my god. I mean, he makes it look like but Oh Jake yeah, he makes, makes it look like that, but they're just kind of like, "Here, take your yeah. snake." That's funny. I didn't catch that one. Bulldog starts kicking Austin in the corner, gives him a running power slam on Austin. He drags Austin to the ropes. Austin ends up getting a slingshot on the ropes. The two of them start fighting for a while. Number nine is Payroll. I don't is that know. How you I don't say know. It? I don't know. I couldn't tell what the announcers were saying. Perot. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Perot comes in. And he's one of the. <laughs> he's one of the AAA guys. So he's one of the luchadors from AAA. Of course, nobody really knows who he is. And Bulldog gives him a spine buster when he gets into the ring. Austin's on the ground. JR says he's a notorious rule breaker in Mexico. Okay. Which in Mexico, heels are called rudos. Oh, interesting. Okay. Little uh, little uh, factoid for you there, Rachel. Uh, faces are called technicos. So they're technicos oh, and kind rudos of fun. in Mexico. I like that one. Because te- technic- they're good at technical wrestling. Sure. They're technicos and they're rudos, you know. They're breaking the rules. But if he is a Rudo, and JR says he's a notorious rule breaker and he's not very popular here in San Antonio, which begs the question, why is he here then? Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> weren't you trying to get people that were going to want to see these guys? Sure. I guess maybe the idea was we want to see him get his ass kicked. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the whole point it's of the, the opposite. Appeal. Yeah, you're trying yeah. to get people to pay to watch you get your ass kicked. Austin hits Pero and Bulldog, and then Bulldog and Austin start double teaming Pero, which is interesting because it's a face and a heel teaming up. I guess because he's the AAA guy, so they're trying to get this this uh, you know foreign wrestler guy out. And then Bulldog and Pero start taking on Austin, so there's a lot of triple like double teaming stuff going on sure. here, but. It's a little bit of like every man for himself because they keep. Well, he's also bizarre, so he just keeps like that's, going back and forth between true. the two heels. I, I'm on. I'm. I'm so high, right? <laughs> that was like Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's hard to do Bulldog because it's not a perfect British accent because he's jacked out of his mind, right? Both on steroids and cocaine, so it's like. I can't tell if you're doing, like, Irish or if you're doing Spanish. I cannot tell. Because he's bizarre. He's just oh, bizarre. Yes, I'm bizarre. I'm on crack. I like how you have to say bizarre to try to get the, the accent. It's just I not working. It. It's hard. We'd I have to watch British... that click of him walking in again. Folks, you all know I can do a British accent. But for some reason, I can't do the Bulldogs accent. Actually, now all of our British listeners are like, no, you cannot do a British accent, but you can do a bad one, which is also true. Number 10 comes in. Number 10 is the Sultan. Rachel, did you recognize the Sultan? Any ideas on who the Sultan might be? You the know who he is. Sultan? We're going to. Is that Rikishi? <laughs> yes, it is. It is that Rikishi. That is Rikishi. <laughs> no, it's not Rikishi. Yes. I'm kind of surprised that you realized it was him. But yeah, that is Rikishi. So Rikishi playing the Sultan, which, and wrestling does this a lot. So he is a Samoan man playing an Iranian stereotype. Well, that's, well I mean, that is the problem. That is the problem, right? Because it's like, oh, he's a colored skin, so we can make him be whatever the hell we want him to be. That's, that's right. not yeah. true. But oh, wait till Muhammad Hassan. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> That is Rikishi. So again, it's Rikishi though. That's funny. This is the start of all of these characters. That's true. A, a lot of these characters. So here comes the Sultan. He is led by Iron Sheik. Is with him. The Iron Sheik, of course. Oh, I know the of, Iron Sheik. I remember that. Yes, of course. A great wrestler from the '80s, and he can still sort of walk at this point. By the time we get to the end of the Attitude Era, Iron Sheik shows up, and he can barely walk. Oh. <laughs> well, he's an old wrestler. That no, they... I know. It's true. They beat the hell out of their bodies. The Sultan looks like a fucking idiot. This outfit is terrible. So is he supposed to be like a cannibal? Like, what's I with the mask? And I then... don't understand this mask. He's got like a Hannibal mask. He's got yeah. like a Bane mask. It's he's like he's Bane about to take mask. over Gotham he's a, City. He's got a creamy tank, tank top on. And he's got big baggy pants because, as we'll soon learn one day, Rikishi has a gigantic ass. Oh, that's true. Slap that ass, Rikishi. <laughs> it's going right into somebody's face. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. Sultan goes right after Pero, who puts him on the top rope, but the guy hangs on. And Austin gets tossed over the top rope by Bulldog, but Austin hangs on yep. the apron, so he's still in. Pero goes to lift Sultan, but he can't because Sultan's so big, and Sultan reverses <laughs> it into a slam. So now we've got four guys in the ring, and we've got even more. Number 11 comes out. It's another Mexican guy. This time, it's Mil Mascaras, as Vince calls him, Mil Mascaras, because he mispronounces his name. Well, of course. I'm not surprised about that. The outfit is a choice. 
Okay, explain. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. So I'm interested in this. <laughs> so his pants are extremely shiny. They have like that holographic look to them, right? Yeah. Except Silver. for the front. Like a UFO. Of, yeah, yeah. Think about like UFO, but like really colorful, um, mm-hmm. like shiny. But he's got like briefs on, and the backs of the briefs are still that shiny part, but the front, you know, is like white. Like a Superman pants, kind of. Like he's got underwear. Yeah, on like the he's outside, got yeah. underwear on the top. Yeah. And I don't know. Pulled the, they're pulled up, up so high, nipple. it looks like he's wearing a diaper <laughs> in the back, and I. I hate making fun of the guy, but I mean, the, all these outfits are awful. <laughs> like... They're yeah. Well, I mean, they're wrestlers. There are. I mean, they're all awful. Because I, think it, it, I, I mean, I wouldn't mind the shininess if he wasn't wearing briefs and a diaper. I just that takes me to that analogy of the superheroes and the wrestlers, where it's like if you the superhero outfits, some of them in real life would look ridiculous. No, and you're like, right. The wrestlers have them on for real. And especially luchadors, because luchadors are so... Oh, yeah, they all look like superheroes. They got the masks and everything. Some of them are really cool. Mil Mascaras is a very famous wrestler. He gets a pop when he comes out. He does. He's an old man, and he looks like an old man wrestler. Like, he's got the things pulled up to his nipples. He looks like he's built like an old man. He's been wrestling forever. He's he's, he's kind of a legendary wrestler. He holds his own, too. Well, we'll so we'll get, in, we'll get we'll get into it a little bit. We'll get, we'll get into it in a few minutes about Mil Mascaris, the way that he goes out. He starts banging up on the Sultan. He gives him a crossbody. He's tied up in the corner. There's spots. There's corner spots going on. So there's a lot of people are trying to throw each other over the top rope. We've got five guys in, so it's yep. getting a little full. Right. It makes sense that they're hanging out at the corners and they're hanging out on the ropes because. The whole objective is to just get somebody over the top rope and toss them out of the ring. So if, right. you, if this were real, you'd just be if it were doing you, that you'd the be, whole time. You'd be hanging low on the mat or right. in the middle. And if you're trying to be a, an aggressor, you're going to be in the corners trying to throw people out. So it makes right. sense. Number 12 is Triple H. I'm sorry, who? Hunter Hearst Helmsley. I know, but he doesn't go by Triple H. Okay, all right. Helmsley. Right. <laughs> Helmsley! Drums Helmsley. Uh, he sells the knee a bit going into the ring from when he was getting true. beat up by Goldus earlier. Yeah, he I, does. I like that. He's, a, he, he's, he's fucking Triple he's H. He's strong, he's too. Yeah. So good for him for selling that. He beats up Bulldog to start. Sultan and Triple H start trying to get Bulldog, but Mascaras takes on Triple H. Big lariat from Bulldog yeah. on the Sultan. He really gives him a, a big, hefty clothesline. Sultan does like an inside out on the on it. So Rikishi showing that he's got some athleticism. He's... Which is pretty cool. And then Bulldog clotheslines Sultan right over the top rope. So yep. Sultan is out. Austin starts beating up Triple H in a feud to come. Oh, Stay yeah. tuned. And then Austin... Thinks, thinks that he threw. Oh, I love that over. part. Triple H hangs on, and, and he Austin, even like celebrates. Austin, like celebrates it, yeah. <laughs> and then Austin gets up on the middle rope, and he does the middle fu elbow drop, where he gives him the finger, and then and then gives him an elbow drop for the middle. That's classic, <laughs> classic Austin. And then number thirteen is. It is the the great. And classic Owen Brett Hart. The... Oh, wait, is it Owen? 
It's Owen. This is Owen. Oh, is Owen. I got all excited to say Brett the Hitman. Oh, it is Owen. No, You're right. Yeah. Never mind. The great Owen Hart. <laughs> Owen Hart's great. He's, he plays, no, he he plays such like a whiny like um, yeah. little shit. <laughs> like his character can be described <laughs> as a little shit. And, it's, and he's so good at it. We'll see Owen more in our journey through the Attitude Era and, and the new generation. From all accounts, Owen was considered like one of the friendliest guys ever in wrestling. So I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> and just like a big jokester and stuff like sure. that. So we'll get into some of those things for, for when we get into more of Owen's stuff. Vince calls him, oh, Brett's his stinking rotten brother, as Brett would say, <laughs> is what Vince says. Because at the time, uh, Brett and Owen were feuding. Or, or okay. they, they weren't feuding anymore, but they had feuded in the past. So yeah. now they're split up. And Owen brings out his slammy with him. This, like, fake award that the oh. wrestlers would get. Like, okay. a year-end award. And Owen would carry the slammy because he was an obnoxious little shit. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that the announcers are saying that Owen is a whiner and that he whines about everything. Just keep that in mind as we go through the story here that Owen Hart is a whiner and he whines about everything. Yeah. Austin and Hart go at it because Austin hates the hearts no matter what. <laughs> and Bulldog comes and saves Owen. Owen and Bulldog are the tag team champions at this point. So they're brother-in-laws and they're the tag team champions. Bulldog goes to toss out Austin, and then Owen, from behind, tosses Bulldog out. Yep. And then Owen acts like he meant to try to get Austin. He's like, no, 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 I was trying to get him. Right. I was trying to get him. And Bulldog's yeah, okay. calling him an idiot. Sure you were. <laughs> yeah, and they're pointing at each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Owen is, you know, a little weasel, so of course sure. he's going to throw Bulldog out. <laughs> JR says... Owen hasn't told the truth since the king was a prince. So my God, <laughs> I like that. That's a good one. It's just funny. Number fourteen is Goldust. A nice little pop for Goldust for the, being it the second time that we saw him, but he gets a little pop. True, yeah. Austin takes on Goldust right away. They show a replay of yeah the bulldog toss, and the commentary team debates if Owen did it on purpose. I think that the replay shows pretty convincingly that Owen did it on purpose. <laughs> like, he grabs Bulldog and throws right. him out. Right. It's like, not I think... like you grabbed or you were trying to grab for Stone Cold. You grabbed your buddy right there. <laughs> I thought maybe it could have been, at best, he was trying to get both of them out and then oh, he could have been like, I bet well, that's I what have been it was. Yeah. Out. I'm like, you you were right there. I just I had it I was trying to use you to do it and then yeah, I couldn't but, grab you. But he clearly All grabs right. Bulldog like This is every man for himself. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> well yeah, but okay. If you were in a, let's say you and I are in a rumble. Okay. Right? The, we have uh, played this out many a time. We I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> I the know smart, how we do this. The smart thing to do is always pack up with your allies right. and take out the rest of them, and then you duke it out. Right. That's the smart thing to do. Which the is how we is, always played it. <laughs> the problem is it's always that the baby faces have too much pride, Yep. and the heels, somebody's always trying to get one over on somebody else. Always. Because they're all slimy. 
Which, I mean, I, I like that little part about the Rumble, too, is that those, like, little team-ups that happen, and then somebody turns up their back on somebody. Because in real life, you'd have to trust the person, and wrestling always has the viewpoint, especially WWE wrestling, that, like, people are, are shitty. So, so <laughs> you, get, you get that here. Owen fends off an elimination attempt by Mascaras. The rest are trying to get gold dust out, but there's a lot of people. Number six, number 15 is Cybernetico. He's only 20 years old, says JR. Vince has no fucking clue who any of these wrestlers are. Yeah, Vince, like, doesn't really say much. You can tell that JR did a little bit of homework because it's JR, and he would. Well, yeah, of course he does. This is his job. Pride. Cybernetico goes right after Mascaras because, and they and they like they like play that up because they're like, well, I mean, Mascaras is a is a legend in Mexico, so right. of course, like this young guy, this young He's luchador would want to take him, him out. Austin's taking a bit of a he's breather. A big guy too. Yeah, he like looks like he's he's bulky. Like the right. the luchadors, especially, you always think of them as being like the smaller, flippy, yeah. type wrestlers. Like, like these guys super are super acrobatic. These guys are bulky. Like yeah. I don't know how. But every uh, everybody back then was bulky too when you were a wrestler. Right. I mean, they were all righted up. Not all of them were righted up. No, but a lot of them. But were a lot of up. them. That was like the whole shtick is to be big and be muscular. as big as humanly possible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stop Big, it. muscly men. Yeah. Big, oiled-up, muscly men writhing on the on the mat Fuck together. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the Rich Evans meme. I know, I know. That's right. I loved it. Triple H does a, another save spot. He's doing a lot of save spots here. Austin's beating up on Owen. And number 16 is Mark Marrow, the wild man, Mark Marrow, with Sable. Yep. Sable, I thought, in the little bit that I saw of her, looked pretty good here. <laughs> I will say, like, I think there's always this debate about, like, who is hotter in the night. Like, which who's your who's your wrestling woman of the 90s sure. and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So Sable will become a huge part of the Attitude Era as we go through. As he's coming out, Cybernetico is eliminated by Mascaras, as is Pero. Yep. Yep. And then Mascaras... Goes to the top rope. Yeah, this was silly. And eliminates himself. Yeah. Because he does like a crossbody on Pero. Which, you know, cool and everything, but you went over the ropes. Okay, so here's the story on this, what I've heard or what I've read. Did he really not mean to do that? No, 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 no. Okay. So he's a big deal, right? And you got to remember a lot of these old time wrestlers, they protect the gimmick. You got to protect your gimmick. Yeah. So he would not job to anyone he would not let anybody beat him oh so and in the rumble you get beaten by going over the top rope so he refused to let anybody throw him over the top rope he was gonna make himself go out i guess they decided to have him throw himself out to keep him looking strong that's that's fine i guess I think but it makes, it makes look, you look stupid. Yeah, it makes you look dumb. It makes you look dumber. Let have somebody throw guys, you out. Yeah, have make three them all guys take have you to out. Like, like make them up. all come up to be like, oh, we got to take out this That's guy. Better. Make them all take you out. That would make you look better. Absolutely. This just makes you look stupid. Because it's like, look how many had to take me out. You know, yeah. it's like, no, I, I did something dumb and I took myself out. You look like an idiot. I mean, I guess if that's what he wanted, but it makes him look stupid. And he yeah. gets back in the ring like he, yes. he doesn't understand the rules, which makes yeah. him look even dumber. Uh, and, or maybe and... he was just trying to pull one over on the refs or something. I don't know, <laughs> but it wasn't working. 
the crowd is not happy. The crowd does boo. Yep. And they tell him that he has to leave. At this point, Goldust clotheslines Triple H over the top, so Triple H Helmsley has been eliminated. So we're down to four guys in the ring, so the ring clears out a you little know, he, bit at this he, point. He got knocked out faster than I thought he would, but maybe it's just because I'm used to the like You're the used now to Triple H the game. and not You're yeah, used to the I'm used son to the game. Triple H. I'm not used to old Triple H ho, Hunter. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> yeah. He's just a guy at this point. He's, He's just not Hunter. Triple H yet. Yeah. Owen with a really nice insiguri on Austin yep. because these guys know how to wrestle. Wrestle. <laughs> And number 17 comes out, and it's Latin Lover, so another AAA guy. <laughs> and JR says, that's the Latin Lover, and Vince goes, certainly is. <laughs> he has no idea what to say about these guys. Latin oh, Lover, man. though, I will say this for the Latin Lover in this match. He holds his own. He looks yep. like he belongs well, in yeah. the ring with the... WWF guys. He does. He kicks Gold Dust right in the keister, according to Vince. <laughs> and then Vince Damn does it, Vince. this Vince McMahon laugh. He goes, ha ha ha. Uh, well, because he's laughing at himself, too. He's like, ha, did you hear what I said? Because it's funny. Laugh yes. at my joke. Right. And Vince does, <laughs> I guarantee you, Vince thinks that the word keister is funny. I bet he does. It's just like, you know, facial area keister. Okay, calm mm. down. Calm down. <laughs> Exactly. Latin Lover gives a super kick to Owen, and, and he does the thigh slap that is notorious nowadays, but the crowd must not have been totally used to it because they, ooh, yeah. when, he, when he does it to Owen, which I love the thigh slap. I know some people don't like it, but it does make it sound more impactful. It does. Which, in real life, if you got kicked in the face, there would not be any noise. But the thigh slap makes it's something. It, it, again, it's like a pow. It's like a. It's like an old comic book. Like it's a, it's onomatopoeia, so yep. that you know something impactful happened. Exactly. I guess Sable and Marrow must have been having like some some relationship difficulties or something. But they look back together, and King says that he thinks that Sable might have her eye on the Latin lover or Rocky Maivia, and Vince goes, "Well, she certainly doesn't have her eye on you." To the. <laughs> I just I love Vince's uh, announcer voice. He really, he really, yeah. You said he was a good announcer. I don't know about that. <laughs> I kind of like him. I, I like him. I, I mean, he's not, he's not JR, he's but so like. He's so corny. And he's then very he just, corny. He uses he's very the corny. wrong phrases every time. <laughs> he's, he is very corny, but, but there's something comforting. No, I there's get There's something it. comforting about his voice announcing the match i like True. i like the three of them together i'll say that oh yeah i, I mean they try to work off each other a lot yeah if it was i mean just jr and king of course would be fine if it was like king and vince i don't think it would work because you need jr there to like yes call the to actually say what's going on history yeah <laughs> you can't have two goofballs next to week like doing the announcing you have to have somebody stable goldust goes for an elimination on owen but owen skins the cat skinning the cat meaning you hang from the bo- the top rope and then you this has to take some core strength okay? oh my god so you, much you core pull yourself strength. up over the top rope and like bounce back in that's skinning the cat it's an athletic maneuver for sure absolutely Does, doesn't he do a flip too with that yeah you have to do a yeah. flip to get back in oh yeah. my gosh missed drop kick by marrow and then owen 
dumps gold dust yep he gives him like a clothesline which i think Goldust was supposed to go over the top but that he he couldn't quite do it so then Owen just kind of clubs <laughs> him out of the ring number 18 is farouk so the nation coming back in to help farouk the latin lover at this point gets a little too much momentum trying to take out farouk he tries to get like a running start to take out farouk but Farouk uses the momentum against him, and he tosses Latin Lover over the top, so Latin Lover is eliminated. And then the crowd starts to pop. Well, at first, first Austin and Farouk go at each other, and they start beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> it's really good to see. These two guys start just hammering home. Would you consider, is, was Austin the director of this match? He it kind of right? feels like that, because he's in there for a while, yeah. and he tends to be in corners a lot. So it's well, kind I mean, of he's... like, but he also knows how to jump into it like another per, like with another person, and then they grapple. Yeah. They I, hit I each feel other. like he was the one that was being the director. I mean, it feels that way. I don't know if this is officially how the business, how this match works, like how the gimmick works. We just we over the years because we're Royal Rumble connoisseurs, we've noticed like you have your Iron Man, your guy that stays in for a very long time. There's always right. kind of an Iron Man and things like that, but the Iron Man always usually seems like he's also directing the time like he's always kind of the guy that goes over to the ref and says you know how much time do we have sure and try to figure that out like i you know we so we've always called the iron man slash director like the director doesn't have to be the iron man no there can be a guy that is there for half the time and then another guy comes in when that guy gets thrown out and that guy is the director yeah exactly i mean i don't know if that's true or not like folks let us know if like we're crazy if you have any like knowledge about the rumble but like there always just seemed to be like a guy that does that we always try to figure out who that is because when we play our rumble game so yeah austin and Farouk are going at it and the crowd starts going nuts and the crowd's going nuts because here comes Ahmed Johnson again. Yeah. And this time he has a gigantic piece of wood. <laughs> like this thing, it's not a two by four. I don't know how it's big not. this thing is. I don't know. It's huge. It's thin, but it's huge. And Johnson's having a hard time using it because it's so so gigantic. But he's like clubbering Farouk in the back with it. And JR loses his mind. And he goes, <laughs> he's got lumber. <laughs> it's, it's it's a great JR call. He's got lumber. Austin, upon seeing that Johnson's got lumber, goes out under the bottom rope so that he can avoid getting hit with the wood. And Farouk gets hit, and this is this is like a very comical like this wouldn't happen in real life. He gets hit while he's like on the ropes, so yeah. his body just falls over the top. It's it's a, it's a <laughs> It's a funny one, but the crowd goes crazy for it. So Farouk and Ahmed have both screwed screwed each other out of the rumble. Mm-hmm. And Ahmed walks Farouk off. And as Ahmed's walking Farouk off, you don't really see this one. You only see like the aftermath of it. Austin dumps Goldust and Mark Marrow over the top rope because they were fighting each other. And, and Austin snuck back in and tossed them both over the top rope. So once again... Stone Cold Steve Austin is by himself. He has outlasted all of them. And Austin... What number was Austin? Five. And how many... We're we're on number 19 at this point. Okay, okay. So we 14 have have come out after him. Yeah. Uh, He's been in the ring for a long time now. He's taken a beating. So he, like, he tries to, like, walk to the middle and he, like, gets down on his knees because he's, like, exhausted. Mm -hmm. But then he still says... 
and does like the wave like like, all right come on come on let's do this bring them on (laughs) bring them on it's so good and you see the old people that might be related to Shawn michaels in the front row and the old woman starts clapping a little bit she understands what they're trying to convey here so she's like okay she probably the man I wonder if she knows Austin. I bet he's met her. <laughs> I don't know who it is. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I just have this like this this story in my head where like she got to meet him and like he's like she's like oh he's such a nice man and like so she's like applauding <laughs> what a nice for him. young man. You know, like that's in my head for some reason. <laughs> Number nineteen is Savio Vega. Uh, Savio Vega is a character. I guess he's supposed to be kind of like Mexican gangster. I guess is kind of the idea. Like, eventually he has his own faction. And him and Austin had a feud the year before. They fought at WrestleMania 12 in a strap match. And Vince calls it a classic. So the two of them start going at it. They're doing punches on the ground. We'll see if it was a classic one day. We'll (laughs) We'll go back. (laughs) JR says, the story of this rumble has been Stone Cold Steve Austin. And, I mean, it's appropriate that JR says that, and I agree. And that is the story that we're telling you. We're telling you the story of Austin Begins right here. I like Savio it. gives him a spinning <laughs> heel kick as opposed to a spinning face kick. No? Nothing? I'm confused. What am I supposed to get? I said he gave him a spinning heel kick as opposed to a spinning face kick. I don't understand. Like a heel in a face. Oh, my God. I didn't get that right Nothing. away. <laughs> All right. Never uh, mind. <laughs> I didn't get it right away. <laughs> I'm sorry. Someone laughed at that joke. <laughs> Austin reverses an Irish whip, go behind by Savio, a push off by Austin, and then Austin slingshots Savio Vega. And when Savio gets up, Austin clotheslines him over the top rope, and Austin is by himself again. 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 And Vince says he's all by himself. You may say he's with all of his friends because he has no friends. So uh-huh. he's by himself. <laughs> and the crowd starts to cheer at Austin at this point. Well, like, yeah, because it's a bit uh, more exciting some now. From, from some of the from the some of the smarter fans in the audience, he and, and Jr. is like he's single handedly taken out more men in this match than anybody. And yep. Austin's waving him in again. <laughs> and he's laying there tired. <laughs> And here we get number 20, Jesse James, a.k.a. the road dog, Jesse James. Not the cowboy. Not the cowboy. (laughs) Rachel, did you recognize road dog at all? He's from the Attitude Era. He's part of the New Age Outlaws with Billy Gunn. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. At this point, though, he sucks. I mean, he sucks. He sucked (laughs) then, too. But, I mean, he he got better, like, at least with crowd and Sure, some of them grow. King says he's a promising young singer. He wishes he would promise to stop singing. These jokes. He starts going off on us, and he does a little shake, rattle, shimmy thing with a clothesline, and then he starts to do the, the, the yes, thank you, Rachel's doing the double J strut. <laughs> uh, Austin top, tosses him over the top rope, but James hangs on, so Austin gives him a Judas effect and elbows his ass off the, off the ropes, <laughs> so he's eliminated. And then Austin by himself again, again, the smart again, fans realize again, like, yeah, again. <laughs> and then you get those beady little eyes. Oh, hell, son. I'm all alone in here. Where's the competition? And he starts taunting the crowd. He's giving them the up yours. Yep. 
JR That's kind very of Austin. Says, <laughs> oh yeah, because Austin Austin does not give a rat's ass if you love him or you hate him. Right. Austin's taking a breather again. He goes up on the turnbuckle. Number twenty one. As the clock runs down, you hear boom 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 But at that Austin realizes his heart and he gives the best reaction of like, oh damn it. Like now I gotta take on it. Now I'll say this because you know, Austin looks like such a, a badass throughout this whole thing. Yeah. Like, the reaction is a little bit... Do you think it's a little bit too, A little like, over the top? Well, do you think it's a little bit too, like, scared? I think it's not so much scared as it is great. I'm going to be even more tired because this guy's going to okay. take a little bit more for me to have mm-hmm. to deal with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's like, oh, God, I, I'm going to lose now. This is it. Like, okay. I don't think it's that. Yeah, it's just like, after all that, now I have to take on Bret Hart. Like, like I've been I'm in tired. here for so long. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired, and now i got to get after freaking You actually Brett. gave me a challenge now, finally. Yeah. And Bret and Austin had been feuding. So, to explain the feud a little bit, because we haven't done in chrono- you know, we haven't done the 96 Survivor Series yet. Austin, throughout the fall, was saying he was the best wrestler. And Hart was on vacation, so he started taunting Hart because he was like, if Hart thinks he's the best wrestler, you know, he can come find me. Sure. So the two of them have, like, a match at Survivor Series, and, and Hart wins because he outsmarts Austin, so they're feuding. But I agree. I like your interpretation of that, Rachel. It's almost sure. like it almost gives Austin, again, another, like, stroke of being the guy, being the man, mm-hmm. because he's been in there. He's been taking on all comers. Right. And now you give him Bret Hart. Like, Bret should have been in here first. <laughs> and Austin does get over it pretty quickly because as Hart's walking down the aisle, he does, like, give him, like, the, come on, come, come on. Let's do yeah. this. He's like, all right, fine, let's fight. Hart gets a huge pop from the audience, as he should. He's Bret freaking Hart. <laughs> Bret he's the Hitman Hart. Bret Hitman Hart. He's one of the greatest wrestlers ever. And the two greatest go at it. And the crowd is super into it. They're going absolutely nuts. Hart gives an atomic drop to Austin, takes him down to the corner, punches and elbows. Vince talks about how Hart's bad because he isn't the champion. He thinks that Mm -hmm. he should have been the champion because a few weeks before this, he got kind of screwed in a match against Sid for the championship. He blames Shawn Michaels for not winning the championship in that match because I guess Shawn must have got a DQ against Brad or something. And JR says that Austin's been in there for over 20 minutes. So the, Which is the two long. Guys, like, it yes. might sound like it's not long if you don't understand wrestling. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's a, a long, long amount of time. Of time. Yeah. yeah, that's a long time. <laughs> that's endurance. Think about it that way. If you were doing some physical activity, high, high, 20 minutes high is cardio. a long time. Yeah. Yes. And and strength and all. all you're doing a everything. hit workout. You're doing yeah. a hit workout. At and you're point. lifting people up and you're, and yep. you're getting hit. Hart puts Austin into the sharpshooter in the middle of the ring. And number 22 is the king. So the king's music hits. <laughs> this was so silly. Did this you like it though? so silly. It felt very king-like. So I'll give it to him. It's fine. But... <laughs> <laughs> so he's like laughing. Yeah, he takes off the headset. He takes off the jacket. He tells Vince... It takes a king. And then he walks away. 
He walks into the ring. Hart stops giving the sharpshooter to Austin. He punches King, and then he uppercuts him, and King flies <laughs> out of the ring. <laughs> Over the top ropes, and he's out. And he, he looks picks... completely like... He looks out of it. Because he, oh, it's like his eyes are closed. He, it's like he just got totally confused from what just happened himself. Oh yeah, and he so he puts the headset bag on and he goes to Noah King McMahon. Like he finishes his sentence <laughs> and he tries, he tries to play it off like he nothing happened. Like like, like I didn't go in there. What are you talking about? Yeah, just, I, I was just I just got up for a second. Yeah, so he's a little <laughs> disheveled and Vince is like, you know, you're in there. And he's like, what? Like, he's, he's trying to pretend like he can't right, hear all like, of a sudden. You having trouble getting that jacket back on? <laughs> <laughs> I I liked it. A good little spot. It was silly. Yeah. I, sometimes it's a good you little, need a little bit of silliness. A but good, it, when a, it calls for it. Right. A good rumble has a good spot of little comedy in it. it and it King can. works for that. King works for comedy. Austin gets headbutted in the abdomen. JR says Hart thinks he shouldn't have been in this. And King repeats it. And he says he, he shouldn't have been in this. And Jared goes, that's what I said. And King goes, no, I don't think he should have been in this at all. I don't think he should. <laughs> I, like, I don't think he should even be here. Like, he shouldn't have been allowed in it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. No, no, no. You, you misunderstand. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like it. Like, you, you can, you can, they're, they're good together. They're no, good they together. are. They are. Number 23 is fake diesel. <laughs> When you say fake, it's hilarious. To That's me. what even the no, Wikipedia page says. Fake Diesel, Rachel. Did you recognize Fake Diesel? Okay, I had an idea when you asked me this before. However, I don't think it is who I think it is. Maybe it is. It's not Kali. It's no, no, no. It's not Kali. No, Kali okay. comes way later because he Take has the hair. He's like Can the you... size of him. Pull him up. Pull him Hold up. On. See if you got. I don't know. He's one of your favorites. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. <gasps> no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's Isaac Yankum himself. It's the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. I forgot he was the fucking mayor. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh the Undertaker's God. brother, Kane. It's freaking Kane. I can't yeah. believe I did. Oh, my God. God, he looks so different. I hate how he looks now, honestly. But he looks felt here. He's like it. He's in some he serious looks shape good yeah. here. Yeah. Oh my god. I always liked Kane. So he's fake Diesel. This is he's his first... fake Diesel. So he comes out first as fake Diesel, and at least well, he gets redeemed. He came out first as Doctor Isaac Yankum. Okay, I don't dentist. remember that at all. <laughs> Wait a minute, I gotta look this that, up now. That's before, that's before our time. Got a gimmick idea for you. You're gonna be the evil dentist. <gasps> Wait, I remember the picture of this. I remember this. Awful. <laughs> so awful. Yeah, so thank God they were able to come up with Kane because Kane is a classic character. Well, Fake Diesel, yeah. not so much. And uh, Dr. Isaac Yankum, definitely not. We'll get to Kane. I know. Yes, I'm sorry. But this fake is Kane. Diesel. So this was their big idea for Glenn Jacobs, aka Kane, at the time was playing fake Diesel because he was tall and he had long hair, so he looked kind of like Diesel. <laughs> he looked kind of like Kevin Nash. Diesel's trying to take Austin out. Austin eye pokes him, and then Hart and Austin go back at it, 
And then Hart does the great, I love yeah. Bret Hart's bump into the turnbuckle that he does, where he goes sternum first, he doesn't turn around, he takes it just chest first, which I, I always love. That signature bump from Bret Hart. Yeah. Number 24 is Terry Funk. Here comes Terry Funk. JR calls him middle-aged and crazy. I wanted to do this. Can we look up? Can we look up how old Terry Funk is? Okay, hold on. In 1997, can we find that out? Because I mean, what? he does look middle-aged and crazy, because he's Terry Funk. He's one of the greatest wrestlers ever. Again, and he's just this. Oh, I'm just gonna beat the shit out of you. He's like a guy from like the late 80s and NWA type stuff. He he did classic matches with Ric Flair, and he became like a hardcore wrestler in the 90s. With it was in death matches and things like that. He was 53. So he's 53. Rachel, how old is Goldberg right now? Goldberg. You're saying Oldberg? I'm saying Goldberg. Are you saying Boo or Boo Erds? Boo Erds. 56. Yes. Okay. Goldberg is four years older than Terry Funk is here, which one shows you how weird time is. I could also say tell you that like Austin in this match is a year younger than I am now. No. Yeah, I don't. Oh, look, that's I don't look weird. older than Stone Cold Steve Austin in this match. I was um, told I look like I'm in my twenties, still like early twenties. So I, was like, I think hey. it's just I think it's just the way that we that time works. Like ever like the next generation <laughs> no will look younger than we do now because of just how people are able to maybe keep fresh. I think keep it's it interesting. Fresh. They're calling Terry Funk the old legend. He's middle-aged and crazy. And nowadays, Vince would be giving him a championship match. <laughs> so, like, and just, you know. Yeah, no, well, yeah, that's kind of crazy. Well, I mean, Vince himself is old, isn't he? That's, that's weird. Well, time that's is, how time is weird. That's how time I know, works. I know, but it's weird. So, anyway, Funk and Austin go at <laughs> now it. that I've had, like, a freaking crisis now rachel's rachel's had a crisis she's fine this is gonna put yeah no rachel's gonna think about like how life is fleeting and they call funk a southpaw funk i guess said the word asshole on wwf tv the night before because they keep talking about how they apologize for funk's language and him and austin are going at it which makes sense. They're two big Texas guys. There's this giant sure. green sign that, yep. that comes up and it says Amarillo, Texas for Terry. Yep. And these guys like walk this banner across the screen. Very it's so strange. Random. It's so weird. Funk does great little spots. He's like, a, he, he's wrestling kind of goofy, which I mean, that's Terry Funk's style. Yeah. Um, I do like his kind of goofy style. And then Funk gives this terrible pile driver to Hart. He like clearly didn't lift him up right, so he just kind of dumps him. <laughs> a little, it's it's pretty bad. Number twenty five, Rachel, is Rocky Maivia. Okay, why'd you say that? Just why'd take a you look say at it like that. Take a look at Rocky Maivia. You know who Rocky Maivia is. Oh, it's gonna be. Take a look at his. I mean, you could tell. You could look at his back and tell who Rocky Maivia is. Oh, Rock, Rocky. The yeah. Rock. Yeah. Friend of the show. <laughs> friend of the oh, show. Yeah. Wonder Dwayne the Rock the Johnson. Absolutely. Vince goes fucking this crazy. Was not his, this was not his first... First no. shelf life appearance, no. No, it wasn't. Yeah. No, no. Look in the archives, folks. His first acting debut came up in the archives. That's right. <laughs> well, well, unless you count this as acting, which I do, because then I don't have to pay liability like... 
uh, athletes. Yeah. It's okay. A true story. I'm not uh, So Vince, Vince goes crazy because he loves Rocky Maivia. He wants to be the man. And immediately, immediately, yep. Austin and Rock go at each other. Yes. It's like they're drawn to each other. It's kind so of fascinating. This rumble has so much foreshadowing. It does. And did they plan this? I don't like... think they did. I think it's in hindsight, but it makes it a fascinating watch as a story. Yes. Because it's, I'm telling you, Rachel, this is why I picked it. Because it's like the first chapter of Austin. Like, Hart is very established, but like a lot of these guys are going to go on to be some of the biggest names. And it's just, it, it's it's a good start for a story it really is rocky takes down diesel he goes back over to austin he's clearly not over with the crowd the crowd does not really like rocky maivia not right and 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 they shouldn't (laughs) wait for that name change (laughs) yeah he's he's not there yet he's very blue he he's got very blue blue, he's got terrible blue trunks he's got this like uh jerry curl right it's a little too bright and I don't know how to describe it, but that's what it feels like to me, is just bright and vibrant. Like, that's how he comes off, and it's like, that's not the rock. <laughs> Come on, give me the rock. Hart can't quite get Funk over the top. Diesel gives a boot to Rocky. King says, maybe I should go in there. And Vince tells him, you were in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I like that they keep it going. I do like that they keep it going. It's funny. Because I think he, I think he's con- totally just like I was gonna say confunded. I'm concussed. You mean not... like he, yes. like he totally forgot? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, like you just think from one you like the possibility the that King forgot that he was in there? Yes, the like he, like thing. from just the big punch and the the fact that he wasn't in there long enough for him to like remember he was in there. <laughs> it was like he just got up, took his jacket off, and put it back on. Number twenty six is mankind. Oh, I love mankind. AKA Mick Foley. And JR says, business is picking up. So we get the classic JRism. And yep. the crowd gives him a good pop. He kind of deserves does. it. He kind of deserves it. <laughs> so here he comes. And Rachel, do you see this ring right now? It's 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 very It's full fucking of... stacked. It's stacked with like real wrestlers. <laughs> this is <laughs> Yeah. I mean, just look at this ring. You've got Kane, The Rock, Terry yeah. Funk, Mankind, Bret Hart, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes. This is a fucking rumble, man. Like, this is. Yes, it is. Uh, I only can't get Hart... over Diesel being Kane. I'm just staring at him. <laughs> <laughs> so, at this point, I mean, none of them are seasoned except for Hart. Like, Hart is fully seasoned. Funk is over the mm-hmm. hill. But the rest of the guys haven't really found their stride yet. Funk is doing a ton of save spots. Austin gives a big suplex to Hart, like a perfect suplex. Yes. It, it's it's like, it's awesome. Austin, at this point, I noticed, is calling spots. Oh, yes. Okay. He, he like bends down to pick up Hart, and he clearly is telling him to do something. It's, yeah, it's a nice little catch. Well, it's kind of sucky. I mean, you shouldn't, well, we shouldn't be able to catch it, but at the same time, yeah, it's kind yeah. of fun that we can yeah. catch it. I don't the know camera, why. The camera's supposed to block that. They, There's they, something they... fun, though, about being able to, like, find those things yes. when you're watching wrestling. I don't know why, but it is. <laughs> like, it's not upsetting. It's not like, oh, it takes me out of it. No, I kind of like it. It's like, Ooh. yeah. Only Something's wrestling. Coming. Like if if, Captain, <laughs> if if Chris Evans turned to Tony's to uh, Robert for uh, Robert Evans, Robert Downey Jr. and said like Duck Two, I'm gonna throw the shield. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't right. want that. But no. Yeah. Number twenty seven is Flash Funk. 
who I think is a fairly decent wrestler in ECW and Japan. But Vince was like, well, he's black. He's going to like funk music. Flash, you're so funky. Again. Thanks, Vince. Thanks. Bret yes. Hart gives a very good pile driver to Stone Cold, and, and Austin sells it like his head bounces off of the, the oh, mat. Oh, yeah. Funk goes to the top. Cross bodies both Terry Funk and Diesel. So he's a high flyer. Sure. And then Mankind is choking out Funk with a boot. Terry Funk's like hanging over the side, like totally upside down at this point. Yep. Number 28. It's Vader. Vader. Time. Time, 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 time. <laughs> So here comes the Rocky Mountain Monster. So Vader from Boy Meets World. <laughs> Frank, Mr. Stacchino. Yeah, Mr. Stacchino. Even though that's not Leon White's real name, but he's Mr. <laughs> Vader is Mr. Stacchino in the Boy Meets World universe. Funk tosses man Terry Funk tosses Mankind over the ropes, but fully hangs on. Mankind, because he's a goddamn professional. I love Mankind. <laughs> at some point, everyone is fighting each other and he just is sitting in the corner rocking because he's crazy. <laughs> so, like, even when Mick is doing the nothing, nothing he's in character. Yes, he's it's a so good. He's just sitting there like, oh my god, it's so good. Vince says that Austin has been in there for over 35 minutes. My God, and, and that is King, so long. And King says again he, he'll enter it next year. Number 29 is Henry O. Godwin, Hog. This is where you can see the crowd reacting to Don't Go Mess Wait, With so a Country Pig Boy. Pig and Hog. Pig and Hog, yeah. All right. Phineas I. Godwin and Henry O. Godwin. Okay. There's so many people in the ring now. It's very full. Yeah, I think the. Uh, I love it when it's nice and full. They don't do that anymore. That's what she said. Well, sometimes they do. It, it just depends on the rumble. Yeah, it, the ring's really filling up at this point. I guess at this point, they haven't done an elimination since the King. So right. they really have been filling up. And I think King says that Godwin is the only guy he knows with a burglar alarm on his garbage can. So it's a good one. I mean, for trash pandas, maybe. If you looked at Henry O. Godwin, I mean, he is a, he's a hillbilly. He's a trash panda. <laughs> he is himself a trash panda. Vince is surprised that people didn't gang up on Bret Hart because he's the favorite to win. So he thinks it would make mm. sense to gang up on the favorite to try to get him out. And I then... Mean, I guess that makes sense, but... I mean, you should, right? right. Go maybe after we'll see, the strongest. Maybe, maybe we'll see that in, in a future Rumble. Hmm. Hmm. But not in this one. This one's definitely every man for himself. <laughs> and then finally, number 30... You hear the dong, the and crowd the lights goes nuts, go out. the lights go out, which is really fun. Because the lights go out while uh, everyone is fighting in the ring. I love the flashes, too, that happen during that. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. The camera flashes. Yeah. And then Vince, maybe he changed the end, because he goes, and here comes the winner, when the Undertaker <laughs> comes out. Well, or maybe he true like he's betting on the Undertaker to win. Maybe that's oh, like maybe. his whole shtick is like, oh no, this guy's gonna win because it's the Undertaker. He, he clearly, what he's trying to convey is like being the last guy in is a huge advantage. Oh sure, but it does come off as yeah, like, like oh well, oops. he's either booking on the fly or yeah, he wants the Undertaker to win. Right. Undertaker so again, huge, but man, Kane is also very large. Yes. Yeah. They are two very large individuals. <laughs> so JR says one of these men left in the ring will wrestle the WWF champion at WrestleMania. Yep. And let me tell you, 
couple of these guys not like the others because you've got Austin. <laughs> One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> you've got Austin, Hart, Taker, Mankind, Rock, Kane, Vader, yep. Terry Funk, and then you have Henry O'Godwin and Flash Funk. <laughs> So it's like, here's some of the greatest wrestlers of all time and two guys. I mean, it would be kind of fun being them, though, in the ring. Well, I guess you don't really know at the time. Yeah, they don't know at the time. They're in with, like, this Hall of Fame class of of the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Vader and Taker go at it. Taker starts punching everyone. Taker grabs Austin, gives him a choke slam. It's a good choke slam by Austin. So he, he does some good choke slams, though. Well, again, like you're, the guy you're giving the choke slam to has to be you good. Both like have he has to, to he has yeah. to get up. I actually think that giving Vader the choke slam is more impressive. Vader gets up oh for this God. fucking choke slam. Yes, like that's. I think that's impressive. Well, you and I used to do like the wrestling moves. Yeah, I you remember doing the choke slam. slam. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the choke slam on Vader gets a good pop too. Diesel and Taker go at it. Taker gives Diesel and Flash Funk the noggin knocker. So Undertaker and Kane going at it here. Prelude to that. I love it. Flash Funk charges at Vader. Vader catches him. Oh, this is good. (laughs) And then throws him backwards. Throws him. Just hurls (laughs) his ass over the top. Yeah. Doesn't even care where he lands. At least that's what it looks like. It feels like. Yeah. I like that King keeps changing his pick. And I think that's a running gag that he does throughout the years is that he's oh, like, yeah, he oh, uh, does I that. pick uh, Taker. No, no, wait, wait, I take uh, Vader. I love it when it's like a couple of the years I remember him picking people and they'll be in for a while and then they get knocked out and he goes, no, 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 no. I said it's going to be that one. And then he picks another person <laughs> yeah. that's like in the ring and they'll stay yeah. for a while. <laughs> he does something interesting with this year because he goes, if it comes down to Austin and Hart, he takes Bret Hart. If it comes down to Vader and Funk, he'll take Vader. And if it comes down to Taker and anybody, he's taking Taker. <laughs> Rocky tries to eliminate Bret Hart. Austin helps Hart. And I'm assuming he does this because he wants to eliminate Bret Hart himself. Like, that's I would the think logic so. I'm using there because why would he help somebody stop? Because he wants Bret Hart at the end. He wants That's Bret a, Hart. It, yeah. It's the only thing that makes sense. Funk and Austin start slapping each other in the chest. They're doing the chops. I feel mm-hmm. like Austin's having fun with Terry Funk is basically what's <laughs> going on. So some time passes now. They're just all beating each other up. So we've got like the you know the finals guys here. Taker decides, fuck this. <laughs> After a couple of minutes. I love it. He grabs Hog by the throat, and he just hurls him and tosses him over the top rope. Absolutely. It's great. Now we have the the Hall of Fame Rumble Finals. Now we've got it. Everybody in this ring is a Hall of Famer. Hart, Austin, Rock, Taker, Kane, Vader, Funk, Mankind. Who's going to win this match? Who's going to (laughs) WrestleMania? Rock goes for a move on Mankind. He catches Rocky, again, foreshadowing, with a mandible claw, and he takes him over the top rope. Funk gets caught in the rope because now Funk and Mankind are going at it, and he's teetering. Mankind does his clothesline over the top rope, which is like a classic Mankind maneuver, but both guys hang on. That's a pretty good move. Oh, I love how it. How they hang on. Oh, yeah. 
So then Mankind is on the outside, Funk is on the inside, and Funk is trying to suplex Mankind over the top rope, but, but Mankind reverses it, and he eliminates Terry Funk by suplexing him onto the outside of the ring. So now Funk's They do a gone. good job of that, because it's like, if that was like how they planned it, they really have to hold on yeah, and hold you gotta on hold to on. each other yeah, and like really make sure hold. the moves are hitting properly. Otherwise... Yeah. The other person could get out really easily. Absolutely. Well, there's some, and there's some rumbles for sure that the guy accidentally, like sure. he's supposed to stay in. Like we'll we'll point those out too. Taker boots mankind off the apron before mankind can get back in. So now mankind is out. Yep. And as this is happening, Terry Funk and mankind start fighting each other on the outside <laughs> because they're Terry Funk and mankind. Sure. And the two officials are trying to break it up because, you know, they're not supposed to be fighting. And then Mankind is even trying to, like, get back into the ring because he doesn't want to believe that he's been eliminated because he's crazy. Yep. While they're distracted. Oh, this whole the... thing happens. Oh, this is this is big. <laughs> Pay attention, guys. While they're distracted, on the other side of the ring, Hart sneaks behind Austin and eliminates him, and the crowd goes crazy because finally the villain Stone Cold Steve Austin has been eliminated. Right. But Austin... Because he's savvy, slides back in, and and he's a cheater, sneaks back in because he knows that the refs didn't see him. So the refs didn't see him get eliminated. He goes behind Taker and Vader, who are fighting in the corner, and he uses the leverage to eliminate both Undertaker and Vader on the one side of the ring. And then he goes to the other side of the ring where Bret Hart has just eliminated Diesel. Yep. And before Hart knows what happened, Austin sneaks up behind Hart because Hart thinks that he won. Yep. So Hart starts to celebrate for a second. And then Austin throws Hart over the top rope. And the referees... And that's when the refs turn around and And realize Austin's the last guy in the ring. And the refs declare declare Stone Cold the winner. Yep. So Stone Cold Steve Austin, by hook or by crook, is the winner of the 1997 Royal Rumble. He also just books it out of there. Oh, yeah. Well, because he knows that Hart's going to have a shit fit. fit. And he doesn't want to get in Hart's crosshair, so he gets the hell out of there. Right. So he doesn't really celebrate his win. And Hart has a fucking fit. He comes in the ring. He's pissed. He's pleading with the refs. He's telling him, I threw him out. I threw him out. Yep. And... Hart's obsession with the title is evident. Oh, yeah. So I like the story that they're telling here with Bret Hart. And it's a story about life, too. And I I don't like necessarily what it tells about the world, but it's not necessarily a wrong story. It's not a a very black and white, good versus evil story. And it's kind of that what we've got here is Hart has to realize that the wrestling world is changing and... Now he's got to deal with this Austin guy who is such a heel mm-hmm. that he's going to take 
you know, this sneaky way. We'll get to Austin's response on a future episode, but he's going to take this sneaky way. And what does Hart have to do to stay on top? Does he still try to maintain his integrity? Yep. Yep. So Hart's pissed, though, at this point, and he goes to the outside, and he grabs Vince McMahon by the yes, shirt. Yes, he does. He goes right over King, and he is shouting at him. And he's saying, are you going to do something about this? Yep. I threw him out. <laughs> I threw him out. Are you going to do something about this? He's laying bare. Oh, yeah. That Vince McMahon could do something about this. So it's revealing to the audience that Vince McMahon is in charge. It's kind of hard to tell, too. If he was actually angry and wasn't expecting this to happen. Yes. Like, it, it feels like he was supposed to win. Yes. And, like, Austin like, he, actually, actually pulled one over on yes. him. Yes. Did he actually get screwed? Did he go off script? Because he went straight to McMahon. Yes. Yes. McMahon said nothing because this was probably his plan in the background, right? Of course. And yes. then, and they didn't tell Brett anything. Like, mm-hmm. that's what it feels like. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, Brett's doing great acting here because he's like acting like he's getting screwed. And Vince does good acting too because he has this look on his face like he can't say, he wants he looks to like say a... something oh, bad. Yeah. But he can't because it would be gauche to like yell at his employee here. And Brett is revealing to the audience that McMahon isn't just the announcer, that he's the owner, the promoter. Yeah. Oh, the look on Vince's face is so good. It's such a good job by Brett and Vince here. And it's a great little story, right? It's about I think it's good. This employee that's just he's got he got he got fucked over. Right. And he's telling his boss, like, are you gonna do something about this? Vince would almost say, like, we'll take care of it in the back. Like Vince the character. Yes. He'd be like, You shouldn't have done it out there. We'll take care of it in the back. We'll take care of it in the back. Yep. It's a good job. I do love too that JR just goes. I saw you do it. <laughs> and, and it makes sense for the character too, because JR doesn't like Vince. So he's like, I saw it. So I throw him right over the top. Um, I think it's also like, so don't come at me. I believe you. Yes, I trust yes. you. Exactly. Um, I'm Hart, on your side. Heart pouts to the back. And the whole time Austin's music is playing, it's driving him nuts. And Vince says, talk about unsportsmanlike conduct. And King says that he, he should be suspended. And Vince goes, no. So like Vince is revealing that he has some say in that matter. And he goes, no, no, he's just very emotional. It's a very emotional night for Brett. I like this idea of like, you're seeing that Vince is behind the curtain a little bit. Yeah, it's, it is kind of fun. It is really fun that Vince is in front of the curtain pretending mm-hmm. he's not behind the curtain. I right. like that. It's a nice dynamic. Yes. And then... They show Vince on the screen because they're showing the announcers talking about it, and the crowd boos. Because <laughs> now the crowd realizes something is up. It is good. Like, to your point, Rachel, it's good. Like, they want the match restarted or something. Sure. It's, it's good. I like that feeling. Too. I wonder if McMahon got the reaction he wanted. 
from the yes, crowd? Yes, that's a good question. That's so a good like question. So, like, when he was shown on the screen and they booed, is that the reaction he wanted? Yeah, I don't know. And that's a good question, too, and that's what makes wrestling kind of fun as well, is that the crowd plays a big role. Absolutely. In how these stories are unfold. I, I 100%. Absolutely. And I do like I, I like King's comeback here against this. He says, you know, in the NFL or in, in Major League Baseball, if the refs or the umpires miss something and you see it in instant replay, too bad. The ref already made the call. Right. So he should stop his whining. I kind of like that, like, observation it's from true. King. It's true. It's true. Yeah. It's absolutely true. So in any event, it's over. And that was the 1997 Royal Rumble match. Oh, 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 oh,